There must be a higher love down in the heart or hidden in the stars above. Without it, life is a wasted time. Look inside your heart and I look inside mine. Things look so bad everywhere. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Higher Love. This podcast is explicit in nature and very sex positive. It is intended for a mature audience only. So if you're under 18, it's not meant for your ears. We are not professionals and don't give professional advice. It is for entertainment purposes only. We are a happily married couple from Ontario, Canada. This podcast is designed to give you some tools and information based on our life and relationship experience. Our opinions are not meant to offend or discriminate anybody. They are just opinions. So if you disagree with them, don't listen. Hopefully we can help you find that higher love. Because it's in you. Hi, and welcome to our first episode of Higher Love. I'm Jamaica Jack, or JJ for short, and I'm sitting here with my hot, sexy, beautiful wife, Marley. Hi, and I'm Marley. Welcome to our first episode of Higher Love. So we're finally at the point to record our very first podcast and take the opportunity to talk a little bit about us and also why we decided to do this. Yeah, and how we came up with the name, Higher Love, and what that means to us. We've been talking about podcasting for quite a while now. I think uh, it's been at least three or four months coming. Well, that we've been seriously sort of... Talking about it and starting to prepare for this day, this exciting day today, where we finally sit here and record our first episode. Um, and... Um, it uh, it was a bit of work to get everything to this point. Um, I mean, the first thing was to find a name for our podcast. And we, uh, after, you know, quite a long list of different names and possibilities, we decided for the name Higher Love because it really represents what we found in our relationship over the past 16 years and counting. And uh, when we had that done, well, then we needed to get all our equipment and design a logo, setting up a website, which we're actually still working on. It's uh, it's not live yet. And uh, also finding out about um, the marketing end of a podcast. Uh, how do you get it out there and how do you get people to listen? So um, there's a lot to it, and uh, we're working on it. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> working on it pretty hard, actually. Yeah. And it's frustrating <laughs> and, <laughs> and annoying some days, but it's also very exciting. So what does higher love mean to us, and uh, how can you find it in your relationship? And it's definitely different for everybody. It's not something that's written in a book or something that you can go to school for. 
No. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I think even what we think of as higher love might be different for everybody. Yeah, you definitely. Know, like everybody everybody sees a, it differently. Yeah, mm -hmm. and everybody has a different view on life or a different purpose on life. Um, but there is a, a common ground there. And I think the biggest thing behind finding your higher love is communication, first of all, with yourself. And second of all, with, with your, your partner. partner in your relationship. Yeah. You know, and you need to be able to talk openly and honestly about your thoughts and feelings, emotions, your sexual fantasies without inhibitions or judgment and shame. Mm -hmm. um, but in order to get there, you first have to figure that out for yourself. Right. Yeah. And therefore, we say, you know, you got to find that higher love in you in yourself first because if you don't find it in yourself first you won't be able to share it with your partner in your relationship right but we found out that it definitely is in everybody we found it in us so how did we actually find the higher love in us and in our relationship um and again, it is so different for everybody, but this is our story. Yeah, so we've known each other for 24 years. Um, we've been together for 16 and married for 12. Remember, We're... April 16. What's that? 12 oh, years right. ago, April 16 on the beach in yeah, Cuba. Yeah. Remember what happened? Yeah, I said I did. Uh, I do. I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> So we were friends for quite a while. Um, when we met, you were married. I wasn't. Yeah. I got married. Mm -hmm. Then both our marriages went ended. for shit. Well, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. we finally. Uh, well, we always liked each other. Yeah, and we knew each other quite well. I mean, we weren't like friends to the point that we were seeing each other all the time. There was sometimes. A uh, couple of years in between where we didn't even see each other or hear of each other. And then all of a sudden we would run into each other again. But we always got along really well. and Yeah. Had it, a... And I mean, I never thought that we would end up where we are today. But whoever does, right? No. So, no, I mean, um, th that was uh, those years. If I, you know, look back, I think when we first met, I... There was no thought in my mind that we would be ever together. No, well, and we were both, at, 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 you know, in a, in a life, in a relationship mm -hmm. or not. I, I, was, I wasn't, but you were. Mm. Um, so neither one of us was looking. No. Um, and then it ended up that your marriage ended up being a shit show, for lack of better words. And it ended up in a pretty... Pretty nasty divorce. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My marriage was empty and stagnant. And it didn't, I shouldn't say it was meaningless, but it for sure didn't. Yeah, it, it was it, just... Uh, well, it wasn't the marriage that I always thought of. Like, it's kind of funny how they always say, like, all girls dream of their fairy tale wedding, but it's not like guys never think about their future and their no, wife exactly. and kids. But, so what my marriage ended up being was not at all what I had expected it to be. And it was just, to me, basically a waste of time. Yeah, exactly. You and know? for me, it was... Um, pretty 
pretty miserable um, end of the, that marriage with cheating from his side and me trying to stick around because of the kids and thinking, you know, I don't want my kids to have a childhood in a broken up relationship, um, you know, running from one parent to the other on the weekend and and being in between um, divorce struggles and all that. So I was, I was really trying to push this whole divorce out. And, um, but then at the end, it was just to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And, and, you know, finished basically. Oh, I mean, the there was cheating off. involved and all that oh, stuff, yeah. right? So, yeah. but I mean, what you went through, what I went through, I think is what everybody goes through. Like nobody gets married to divorce. Um, and when you're in a marriage, like, I mean, our marriage isn't perfect. We've, we've had our ups and downs here and there, but we've no, but I mean, and I, learned to get through it. And right? when so, we got together first, we were both pretty surprised, blown away by how well we were able to communicate with each other. And, um, that was what I was always missing in my previous relationship that, there was actually no communication possible because as soon as I was trying to um, communicate and, and be open and out there and, and talk about my feelings and my needs and my wants, um, I would get shut down and it was all, you know, really not important and nobody listened to what I had to say. And then when we got together, that totally changed. And um, you were always trying to to get more out of me um, what communi- communicating is concerned. Um, but I had such a hard time with it because I wasn't used to it. Yeah, and I think part of the reason why, for me, it was so important to dig deep and dig deep pretty quick is that I have seen way too many people waste their time in or on a relationship that's not going anywhere for whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, we both had done that. Yeah, we all have family where you sometimes wonder what the hell are they doing or thinking or whatever. You know, I mean, I've had aunts and uncles that their entire life I thought, man, you guys are each other's worst enemies. What are you doing? Why you know? are you even together? What, yeah, you you're know? wasting each other's yeah. time and life. And and I wanted to make sure that. We weren't doing that. I mean, in the beginning, when you're in a new relationship, it's fun and exciting and you learn things about each other and it's great. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to get to the point really quick where I'm like, yeah, okay, this is it. We can go somewhere. Mm. And I don't think I ever communicated that with you at that point in time because I don't even know if I realized back then that that's what it was. Probably not. Today I do. And I didn't realize how blocked I actually was in my you know, um, well, it was a capability. Yeah. I, I wasn't like, I was literally blocked in my capability of expressing myself, feelings, um, desires, sexual fantasies, um, anything. I, I would, it was just all inside of me and I wouldn't let it out because it was suppressed for so long. Well, and I think part of the reason was, and I mean, for you listeners out there, you don't know this, but I know Marley's ex quite well and Marley knows mine mm-hmm. as well. Hmm. Um, every thought, feeling or expression that you ever had was rejected. Yeah. So I think out of fear, you just learned to shut up. Well, and it, it was kind of in my marriage, um, that was the case. 
all my feelings were suppressed and were blocked and we don't need to talk about this. In my childhood, it was the opposite, really, because um, I wanted to talk about stuff and, you know, talk about my feelings and and if something wasn't right you know let it out and 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 express my feelings to my parents or my grandparents or aunts and uncles or whoever but I learned that you know it it just brought the opposite to me like it would yeah you were just told to shut up well not necessarily that but if I would say something it would be yeah, but that's not how we well, think. misunderstood, or, maybe. Right, you know, so, or it would lead to me being treated in a different way that I didn't want to be treated. So um, I tried to say as little as possible because I had the feeling the less I said, the the least trouble I would get into. Yeah. You I, know, and, and just hide everything from everybody and just do my thing the way I wanted to. And, and that's, that also didn't help, obviously, with um, how I was, you know, when my marriage broke up, because it was my childhood where I pr- suppressed those feelings myself, because I didn't have um, the idea that it was really a positive outcome if I would express my feelings. And then during my marriage, nobody really gave a shit about my feelings, so I didn't say anything about it then. So now all of a sudden I'm with you, and you're like, well, talk to me, talk to me, you know, talk to me about what yeah, you what want you and what it what is. what do you want? How do you feel about this or what about that? And you exactly. were like, why? What, what? what What? do you mean? Like, I don't know what you mean. I don't know how to talk about this stuff, you yeah. know? So, and, and I mean, um, I guess one of the things that um, really sort of catapulted our relationship into where it is today is that the first night where we ended up in bed together we had a really good connection Mm -hmm. like from both ends I mean you were I mean I was extremely worried about it because of the friendship that we had and I didn't want to ruin it um but then on the other hand I had the hearts for you too and you know it was a sexy situation yeah it was the right moment and but from my end I was like extremely attracted to you physically Mm -hmm. I mean obviously mentally as well like we always we always had a good time but there was a very strong connection there and I mean not to pat myself on the back or anything but you were quite (laughs) excited about how you felt afterwards right yeah very much so yeah we don't need to get too far into that and we can cover that in a different episode but so our sex life was amazing right off the bat it was both of us yeah I mean, I wasn't very much, I wasn't used to a whole lot. Um, like my, my, the sex life I had in my marriage was basically non-existing in the last, for sure not in the last five years. And um, then after my marriage was over, I had about a year and a half of being single and uh, just basically fucked the shit out of different guys um, that I met online or wherever. Um, but there was no relationship material really um, with any of these guys. And and then after a year and a half doing that, I kind of got it out of my system because I was kind of mad at guys in general because of what my ex did to me. And uh, then I got that out of my system. And then 
JJ and I got together, and it was so totally different. Um, I I felt the love and the um, desire and um, the connection the connection that we had right from the start, and I think that was, um, I mean, the sex, the sexual uh, connection that we had was only one thing out of so many things that we had pretty much right f- from the start, even though I still had to work on quite a lot of things, like the the communication and being more open and, and being more Well, and I had to learn how there. to communicate with you too, because it's like being a teacher, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no, not that I was the teacher in our relationship, but if you're a teacher, you have to learn how certain children yeah all certain children learn you get left brain right brain you know all that kind of stuff so I can communicate with you but I had to figure out how I could make my point across to where you would understand what I was trying to say because sometimes Mm -hmm. we had difficulty with that too where I'm like no but that's not what I'm trying to say to you Mm -hmm. it's this or it's that right so but anyways needless to say we obviously have figured that out um but yeah, in the meantime, we went through our struggles with exes and bullshit and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, our sex life, just to come back to that, I always like to talk about sex, um, was amazing right from the beginning. Even though, it, like now, thinking back, it probably could have been even better. But I think from what we were used to, you coming out of a relationship which was a little blah, Oh, I had to make to say an the appointment least. to get my rocks off. Yeah, you needed to get an appointment and it was always very like, you know, missionary, blah, 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 sex, not lots going on. Oh, not a whole lot one-sided. of Yeah, and not a whole lot of exploring. And for me, it was basically nothing going on because my ex didn't even want to have sex with me anymore um, towards the end of our relationship. And um, then I did the whole fucking around with all kinds of guys, which was fun at the time, but also not really what I was looking for in the long run. And then all of a sudden I get together with you and we have our first sexual experiences with each other. And it was amazing and like so over the top compared to what we've experienced before um, that it was almost like, wow, you know, I, I didn't even know that this is possible. And, you know, it was... It was kinky right from the start. We explored all kinds of different things, you know. We laughed a lot. We laughed a lot. We had tons of fun. But at the same time, we were also able to spend like hours and hours and hours talking, 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 talking. I mean, how many nights did we not sit up till four in the morning? And drink two bottles of wine. Drink wine and just talk and then at the end we had some good sex and you know and we were like oh my god the whole night is you know gone by and well and we couldn't wait till the next evening right, right. so i mean th- that's the thing so i think our relationship started on a really good foot with that all is concerned yeah and i mean we um, just had our, our typical you know there was kids involved from your end my end i ended up moving in with you and your kids and like we had to get that all sorted out and the kids used to it and everything else and then at one point in time I thought well it's been long enough calling <laughs> you my girlfriend I want to call you my wife yeah 
And when I brought that up, you were like, no, I don't want to get married. And I think that was more for fear of yeah, I thought, losing you know, yeah. the marriage right. because that's what your experience was. Right. right. So yeah. um, we ended up obviously getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's quite a, a, a unique and funny story in and of itself. Um, you told me at one point, yeah, okay, well, I'm, I'm ready. I, I think I want you to be my husband and I want to be your wife. Yeah, and you were pretty shocked at that moment. Well, because... I didn't expect it. I mean, we were on vacation in Cuba. We were sitting by the pool bar and the kids were off playing. And all of a sudden you're like, so I decided we should get married. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> um, when? And you're like, no, it doesn't work that way. Like, we have to get engaged. And I'm like, yeah, I okay. wanted the whole spiel. So we did that. Um, and then I don't think it was a whole lot, maybe a year later or whatever, your kids ended up going overseas to visit family. We ended up going to Cayo Santa Maria in Cuba cause they have a nude beach there. We love the nude beach and I had the whole engagement sort of, well not planned, but I planned that I was going to ask you to marry me there. Mm-hmm. Went to the reception and told her, I said, listen, I want to ask my girlfriend if she'll marry me. Can you do something like a dinner or, you know, like something, usually they'll set up something by the beach or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so that was all no big deal. She says, don't worry about it. You had no idea because I quickly did that while you went to the bathroom or what I think yeah. or something mm-hmm. to that effect. Mm-hmm. So the funny part is, is that they really cheaped out because they basically just put us on the list for a honeymoon dinner. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out while we were sitting well, at the they, table. I didn't eat. Well, I knew what it was, but they didn't tell me that's what they were going to do. So it said, congratulations on your wedding. Uh, yeah. And like, hope you enjoy your honeymoon. It was a... Uh, pre-arranged meal mm-hmm. the menu was well it wasn't really a menu it was basically a scroll telling us what we were going to get to yeah. eat that night and, and you i kept, kept saying, saying we're me, like, at the wrong table this is wrong and <laughs> oh my god jj we need to get out of here because there's <laughs> dick what if these people show up that are supposed to sit at this yeah. table and i'm like okay <laughs> here you go babe you want just to shut marry- the fuck up do you want to marry <laughs> me you want to marry me <laughs> and it kind of ruined it Ah, but Which, it's funny because we can still laugh about it. Too. Right. And and so, uh, well, then we had to plan the wedding and we ended up getting married in Cuba as well. But back at the resort where we decided to get married because we would go there all the time with the kids because it was a nice small little resort. Had some friends and family over and that was all great. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we were married. So yeah. nothing really changed because we'd lived together for quite a while. I was quite excited to call you my wife. Um because in the beginning, I think from my end, and this is bullshit, but I kind of had this feeling that I sort of wanted to seal the deal by marrying you because it would make it harder for you to leave. Because yeah, I sometimes because you thought, always had this idea in the beginning that that I wasn't serious and or the whole no, situation. No, it wasn't that you were serious. I just always thought you were going to wake up someday and go, "What the fuck am I doing with this clown?" Right? Because I was yeah, so I always impressed by you when I knew you before, and so like, oh my god, you're so sexy and hot, and like, what is she doing with me? Yeah. Right? I just it personally. And I mean, that has to do a lot with my upbringing. Yeah. I was always told that I wasn't good enough and I was never going to mount anything like, you know, I right. mean, I'm not the only one. I'm not trying to sound like a victim or anything like that. But even that, when we got married, was still a huge issue for me that I always 
and still do maybe to a certain extent, but I always put myself lower than where I should be. And lots of people do that. Hmm. It, 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 it's part of a yeah, and I always try to right? you know to so reassure you that you know it's all good, it's all fine. Don't 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 think that way. I love you. I want to be with you. And yeah, I know, but I mean, it was still. Like, how do you prove that, right? Because right. I was always waiting for that moment. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I I did say that, but I didn't mean it. Mm. Because that's what I was used to, right? Mm-hmm. As, a, as a child growing up. like, yeah. and, and not necessarily like that direct, but... But it's also probably was a little bit my fault looking back because I did have this communic- communication problems where I I did not always really say how I felt and maybe didn't make you feel secure enough in our relationship. I don't know. I mean, today you would never feel that way anymore. No. Mind you, now we know each other already for way longer and we've been married for a while and, and, and we both know that, that that nothing can change the relationship we have. Um, but, um, yeah, those days maybe, you know, if I would have been a little bit more open right away from the bat, then maybe you would have not felt that way. Well, but yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, that's the thing. And here we go. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And you could have told me a thousand times, JJ, don't worry about it. I love you. This is not like, a, you know, mm-hmm. but you also couldn't tell me why you were with me. Because I always thought, man, you deserve better than me. Mm-hmm. But that, that, and again, this is all but, shit that you bring with you from your childhood. Right. And, and, and for some people, they grow up being told that they're never good enough and it's never right. And even if you do everything that you were told to do, mm. somebody will still figure out some way mm-hmm. or whatever to tell you that, well, but it wasn't perfect. But you know? then basically the whole situation changed and you were way more confident in our relationship. And that was the point when you started to talk about... Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Like oh, we, yeah. We ended up getting married. Yeah. Um, and, and there we were, married. And now it's like, okay, where do we go from right. here, right? So our sex life kept improving. Our communication kept improving. I think our comfort level with each other mm-hmm. was definitely getting better. Yeah. You learned to talk way more easy about your thoughts and feelings and, and what you were thinking yeah, and, about. And, and to get back to the kinky sex, like we, we were quite out there for a lot of people, I think. Not mm-hmm. that we shared our sex life with people on a regular basis, but... You no, know, but you talk to people and hear stories of what, you know, people are into and what they yeah. do on a regular basis in the bedroom. And we always had the feeling that we were already a little bit above... Well, and a lot of people that our level. age that were just, they didn't even have a sex life no. anymore because it's like, ah, well, whatever, like what a chore, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, like there we were. And then I brought up this idea of maybe, uh, you know, swing a little bit yeah. and get some more people involved in their sex life. And you had no... I was shocked. Like, like, I was just shocked. And I'm like, okay, why would he bring this up? Um, the, the, this is the, the beginning of the end, you know. 
Uh, right, because that's how your previous relationship yeah. ended. It ended up the sex went away, and there right. went your marriage. So now you're thinking, okay, he doesn't JJ want me wants anymore. To have or... Sex with other people because he's bored with me. Mm-hmm. And there we go. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't like we got in a fight over it, but I mean, and and also I had a really hard time explaining to you why you wanted to get right, into it. I yeah. had some experience with it in the past, mm-hmm. and that's to you was like, well, that's why your marriage didn't right. And that was work my hundred percent. That was the explanation why your marriage didn't work out was because you were swinging, and and now to be honest with you. Now sitting here right now, I can't even explain it anymore, really, why I felt the way I felt, except that I really was scared to lose you through that process. Right. Um, to me, it was like the risk of swinging and you liking another woman more than me and then as a consequence fall in love with that woman and then leaving me for that woman was like huge risk. Well, and the thing that you always said is that I don't want to share you with anybody, right? Right. Um, because I was worried that 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 worry was always there in my head. Sure. And you know? for, and for me bringing it up, I had no idea how I would feel about doing it with you, but because it it, it it's so sexy swinging. Like, you know, it's like watching a porn with your partner in it. Oh, I know that like, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that, that, like, how do you explain that? And it was nothing that I was bored. It was just basically, to me, it's like, well, we can have dildos, vibrators, lingerie. We can watch porn. We can get butt plugs. We can get nipple clamps. Like, we can get... Which we like, all did. You, you know, there's so <laughs> many things that you can add. Yeah. tools that you can use to have great sex yeah well but that to me is what but then swinging it, is too but then it, but then there's an end to it at some point right. right you can only do so much with the two of you so so anyway so like um i i really um didn't want anything to do with it in the in the beginning and you kept bringing it up uh, not like every day every month but like once you know, in once a while, you a kind year, of maybe, threw like, it in there again, and you were like, um, you know, have you thought about that some more? And I really would like to try. And Maybe we can go to a club and just check yeah. it out. And, and I was like, no, I don't want to go to a club because I, then I feel like I'm there and I have to participate. And what if I don't want to? Then I feel like an idiot. Um, so I kind of blocked it off quite a bit in the beginning. And, and then we kept talking about it here and there. And um, then you brought up the whole hedonism too idea. Yeah, which you um, had never heard. I never about. even knew what it is, so I started researching hedonism too um, to figure out what that was all about. And for those of you that don't know what hedonism too is, it's a, a an all inclusive resort in the Grill, Jamaica, and. It's not a swingers resort, but it is ex- it's extremely sex positive. Um, and that's what they say, come the heat home, be wicked for a week. And there's swingers there, voyeurs, exhibitionism, like all walks of life. But you go there, it's nude, you take your clothes off, you forget about everything. Rank mm-hmm. and class doesn't matter. Well, and important too, there's also people that are just nudists. Right. Um, they don't swing or none of that. Um, just be there and take in the sexual vibe and um, 
just basically have sex with their own partner and just right. So that's but, it. And so we'll for talk me, about that in another episode, what Hedo is all about. But I think to you, that was a little bit safer than going mm-hmm. to four, you know, walls in a, in a building where everybody's like having sex. And, right. And, and, and I was able, and I was able to research it a little bit because there's a little bit of information out there about Hedo. Unfortunately, not enough, especially not for newbies, virgins, we call them. Hedo virgins. Um, it's really hard to get real information. Um, there is a book out, um, but uh, I found that after we went, so <laughs> that was a little late for me. But at the end of the day, um, we looked into it more and more, talked about it. I'm not sure how many years it took us to finally book. A trip. I think we were going to go there for about three years. But what what the what was really important, I think. To, to making that step is that for you as our relationship grew and we both got better at communicating what our wants and needs were in our relationship and our sexual fantasies the fear of losing me or even me losing you in a situation like that became less and less because our relationship became stronger and you started looking at it more as like you know, it's like so many things like, well, why would you do that? Well, why not? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's not going to hurt anything. We're both adults. We can give yeah. our consent or not. Or not. Right. Right. So I think that for you, you became a little bit more comfortable with being able to go there and still say no. Um, so we ended up going at one point in time. Yeah. And I mean, that was a life-changing experience for both of us. Yeah, very much so. Um, so and, yeah, it, it, it took a long processing in, in my head specifically to get to that point. And um, it changed our relationship. It changed our relationship from being um, monogamous to consensually, consensually non-monogamous. non-monogamous relationship that we're in now at this point and um it definitely has taken our relationship to a level that we did not even think would be possible yeah because it it it's kind of funny that by opening up your relationship and i'm not saying that this is something that everybody should do i mean there's lots of people that do there's lots of people that say there's no way i'll ever do that and that's not something that we are here to promote or support you do with your relationship what you want to do but in our case it made what we had even stronger Mm -hmm. because yeah you you just all of a sudden you get into this situation where there's a certain things that you can do that normally you couldn't do because of the amount of people involved and they basically look at it as as like a a a sex toy or an additive or yeah and and i think it really brought out the point that our relationship is not just based on one thing. It's not just based on really good sex. It's not just based on really good communication um, or the attraction that we have for each other or whatever all there is to it. Um, it, it, It is so important that it showed us that all those aspects are important in our relationship combined right right? so the sex is our sex like we have 
sex with each other that we don't have with anybody else. Well, but we have different levels of sex. Some days we just like want to fuck yeah. because we're horny and we want to get it out of our system. And someday we're sitting on the couch having a glass of wine and we start mm-hmm. hugging and kissing and then we make love. and, and Yeah, like, but I mean, even when we fuck, just like... Sure. It's different. Just fuck. <laughs> it's still different and deeper and has way more meaning than if we fuck another couple. That's what I'm just meaning. Yeah, so, because with another couple, there's no, no emotion and no feeling involved. Right? No, exactly. So just the, the point of what I'm trying to make is that, you know, the sex, just the raw sex, fun, the... the no, I don't want to call it procedure, but like the 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 way it it, it goes basically um, is is not really what keeps a relationship together. No, it's, so it's, you can have that with somebody else without ruining your own relationship, which I was always thinking before that sex is sex like i cannot have sex with my husband and with somebody else because it will end our marriage yeah but that and it's kind of funny and i mean that i've always said that to you and i think you had a hard time wrapping your head around it that to me there's like well obviously we just talked about the different levels of sex but there's also different levels of communication because how many couples are not in a situation where on thursday night the husband goes and hangs with the guys in the pub and they watch the game. Well, guys talk about different things with each other. Mm -hmm. Girls have girls weekends or girls nights or whatever. So now you're communicating with somebody outside of your marriage and that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, And that's sort of where I'm like, I find that there's so many people that are in a marriage and at the end of the day, they don't communicate Mm-hmm. They kind of just exist together. Yeah. Once in a while they have sex because that's what you do when you're married. And a woman's like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll have well, to. Well, um, the guy it. needs to get his rocks off. And, yeah. And, and she's woman, like, yeah, okay. You know. you know, it's like a chore. Yeah. Like, you know, I'll do it. No. But as soon as he or she looks at another person, then it's like, oh, our marriage is over. Because. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if it goes to the cheating and cheating is totally wrong, but yeah. you can cheat on different levels too. Right. So it's so hard to pinpoint what a bar- marriage is based on. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to communication, whether mm-hmm. you communicate about communicating yeah. or you communicate about doing the chores or you communicate about the kids or you communicate about finances or you communicate about sex. Yeah. And then there's the, the whole level of um, learning how to communicate, um, you know, right. uh, th- there comes, you, you always like to bring up that story about the garbage, bringing out the garbage, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can say to you, Hey, why haven't you brought the garbage out? No. Have you thought about bringing out the garbage? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, if I say, you know, Hey, I'm going to cook dinner. Um, if you bring the garbage out then you know, we're done soon and then we can do something fun right right for example totally different approach totally different reaction right like and that's just a small example because guys guys are pretty simple yeah right like (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, that's just how we are. Yeah. Like, hey, babe, have you thought about bringing out the garbage? No, no. I haven't. Mm-mm. Well, what the fuck? Like, I got to take care of everything around here. Yeah, and you do a great job, babe. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like... But then you get into this... That's a very negative way of communicating. It's also a sort of communication, but that's not really what you should strive for in a relationship. You you don't get anywhere with that. No. Um, at the end of the day, it just causes friction. And, and resentment. You go, and resentment, and you go on each other's nerves. Well, that's when you get back. Oh, she's always <laughs> nagging me. Well, right. maybe you should open up your eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, if I do take out the garbage, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are like, hey, babe, did you see that? I took the garbage <laughs> yeah. out for you. Woo-hoo. Yeah, did you see me wash the dishes and do the laundry and clean the car and bring the kids to school? Yeah. Hmm. But I took the garbage out. Well, fuck, good for you. But yeah. it's, So it's a team effort. It is, yeah. And there's just certain things in life that come easier to me than, than to you. Hmm. Um, there's, I don't really think there's any like male or female jobs, but there's just, you know, it's just like we have our thing in the house here. Like you, you do more of the cleaning. Mm-hmm. I think I do maybe more of the cooking, or at least I like it better. Yeah, and the maintenance. Like, I mean, there's certain things where I'm like, oh, the friggin' water softener is leaking. What the fuck do I know about a water softener? So I say to you, hey, can you have a look at the water softener? It's been leaking. Um, I don't want our water bill to go through the roof. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, let me have a look. Yeah, and sometimes... Well, I don't know anything about it, so I might as well give it right off to you, because what am I supposed to do about it, right? Right, and we're getting a little sidetracked here, but those are just tiny little right. things of where just the, the slightest little adjustment in how you say or ask something can have a huge difference because it's real easy, especially because on top of learning how to communicate as a couple, there's all these outside influences, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have a stressful job or maybe you're about to lose your job because of automation or like, you know, no. whatever. Or, you know, like there's people in your family that are sick or struggling or your parents are, are about to pass away or one of your kids is not doing that great in school because, you know, whatever. So if, if you're already overloaded with, unnecessary stress in your life that has a negative effect on your life if you then come back to your one and only who is supposed to comfort you and where you're supposed to be able to just open up and be yourself yeah but that person communicates with you in such a way that it it sets you off yeah but even that like if you say to me have you thought about bringing out the garbage no i haven't well, you can go off on me mm. or you could say, well, you know, but if you can help me take the garbage out and if, well, not help me, but if you can take out the garbage and quickly mow the lawn, mm. I'm going to make dinner and maybe afterwards we can take the dogs for oh, a Oh, see, but right, and that's right? the problem. Like it's a downward spiral. If you are in a stressful situation for whatever reason, you just mentioned job, family, illness, kids, whatever, and you... You do not find the support and comfort in each other in situations like that, but you basically go against each other by. Well, you amplify it. it. That's the thing. So it's a downward spiral. So it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And at the end of the day, it's your relationship that goes for shit on top of everything. Right. But I just quickly want to put in there not to make it sound like it's always your fault for communicating the wrong way. Sometimes. 
I need to say, babe, like, I am so stressed out right now. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. sorry for flipping out on you for asking me to take the garbage out. <laughs> yeah. Because I've had a horrible day at work. Yeah. I just got a phone call from my dad that he has cancer or yeah. whatever the case may be. I'm a little bit on edge. Mm. Right? So you need to not only learn how to communicate towards your partner, you need to also learn how to communicate back towards your partner why you are reacting a certain way mm. right and if you know why i'm a little bit on edge then at least you don't take it personal mm -hmm. right and now we get back to the higher love you need to find it in yourself that you can be so comfortable with with yourself mm. to just say babe I, I'm, I'm like, I'm losing it, man. Like I, I can't like my, my job is overloading me. Billy is stressing me out in school. Cause we get calls from the teacher every day that he beat the crap out of somebody again, or that he steals Peter's lunch or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And my, I don't know how my dad is going to come through this and you know, I just, so, but well, basically ask for support and right. ask for understanding and ask for help from your partner. Right. But I, in this case, I could say all those things to you and you could react by saying, yeah, well, just get over it, get <laughs> over it. Like everybody's life is like that. That's part of life. That's how it is. Well, now I feel all alone mm -hmm. for it. And I'm not saying just me, but now, no, no. now I'm sitting there going, fuck. Yeah. You're the you're the one person that I should be able to count on. Mm. And you just tell me to grow a set and get over it. I'm telling you that I can't. Yeah. Like please help me, support me. Mm. Well, what do you want from me? I just want you to listen to me for a second mm. and hold me. Yeah. And and and, and that's sometimes here. all it 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 takes and just be there for your partner in right. those situations and don't make him feel even worse than he already feels or her. Right. And, and from like, I'm speaking from a guy's perspective, mm. but for guys, it's sometimes really hard to let their guard down because we were raised more or less like yeah, typically not necessarily do that Not for everybody, but you know, to be tough and to just shut up or put up type of a deal and, and, and take it because you're a man and you're, you know, you're yeah. the man of the house and you got broad shoulders and take it like a man and don't be such a pussy, right? Mm. So guys are generally told, like, don't even bother about that higher love. That's the feminine side in you. That's mm. gay. That's wrong. You can't, you know, don't, yeah. don't get too emotional. Mm. But in return... If you are like that and you don't want to find your higher love, you only make it work harder for yourself to communicate with the one and only. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's definitely, yeah. It, it, it's a pretty difficult thing to grasp, but at the end of the day, you really need to look inside yourself of what you want. And that can change over time. I mean, in the beginning, when you get married and you don't have kids, everybody dreams of the Ferrari and the white picket fence and whatever. And, you know, you're 25 years old. You just got married. You're going to take the bull by the horns and show the whole world how it should should be done. And then life kicks in and then it's very easy to grow apart. And if you don't know inside of yourself what it is that you want out of life and you can't communicate that and basically to me in my opinion and you may even look at it a little bit differently 
from your perspective, but to me, higher love in you is to learn how to communicate with yourself first. Yeah, that's definitely it. And that's, that's the process that I had to go through. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm an extremely good example for, for this whole thing. Um, how, how I was able to evolve within myself over the last 16 years, going through a really bad marriage, going through a period of time where I was, had the hate on for basically every dick that was out there. Um, you still love dick. Uh, yeah, now I love dick. Well, you did then too. <laughs> uh, yeah, in a different way though. Yeah. Um, but um, so I had to really look into myself and figure out what I want out of life and how I can get there. Right, and I I like to think that I helped you find oh, you your helped higher me. love. Yeah, you helped me definitely because I would have not been right. able to get where I am today without you. Right, but you still had to figure out for yourself. I just was able to give you some pointers and maybe mm -hmm. bump you a little bit to the left or bump you. Yeah, but get you, me in the right direction. Right, but you did the same thing for me. Yeah. Because I was always very much expecting to get screwed or expecting to fail yeah because i was told since i was knee high to a grasshopper that i was going to fail anyways mm -hmm. right so you give me a lot of self-esteem and confidence yeah and confidence and and the ability to just shrug things off when people disagree with me or when people don't like me or when people think that i'm an idiot because you can't please everybody and that's okay but right. i've learned to really focus on us mm. because i am very good at taking on way too many things at the same time and then never finishing any of exactly it, right? yeah so we helped each we other. helped each other definitely to get where we are today yeah and on different levels yeah but i can't tell you what your higher love is no I can help you find it, mm -hmm. but I don't know what it is that you're looking for and the other way around too. So again, we come back to the communication and to me, that's what higher love represents. So yeah, And so hopefully with, with this podcast and with talking about our experience and we're getting deeper into, you know, different topics in the future episodes. Yeah, we'll, we'll take um, things and dissect them more. But we, we basically would like to share with everybody how we found our higher love and, um, and, and yeah, like hopefully our stories will resonate with the listeners, some of you, where you can go, wow, I can relate to that and listen to how we got through certain struggles and because our story is real it it's it we're, we're not reading this out of a book we're no but we definitely like, oh, well, don't you know no. you just need to this you need to that and that's what we're hoping to accomplish well, with and, this and podcast. That's, and that's also not what what we are trying to do we're not telling anybody how they should do something or how they should find their higher love because we can't we can just share our experience and hopefully inspire our listeners to 
get there for themselves. Well, how 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 you do that? That's up to you. Yeah, and that's what's difficult. But what you just said is super important. You said that we're not here to try and tell the listeners what they should do or how they should do it. No. But that is one of the biggest blockers to finding your higher love because we are all um, raised, more or less, to always please everybody else. Mm -hmm. So if you're living your life based on how you think other people want you to live your life, your parents, your family, whatever religious background you may have mm. you're always going to struggle with yourself it's a blocker you will never no because you're always thinking like well but this is what i would really like to do yeah but it's wrong i'm gonna oh. i'm gonna my pa oh if my mom and dad find out or if my sister finds out well who cares it's your life you need to be happy right and that's that's exactly what we've done um in our life and we're not there yet i mean we still have so many things that we want to do and we are still growing in our relationship Always. um and and it's it's a great ride and and i can't wait what the future all still has for us in store yeah same here so hopefully you can be part of our journey um it's going to be full of sexy stories funny stories yeah um <laughs> some of you guys may listen to us and go holy fuck i can't believe these people they actually do that or whatever well that's fine hopefully we can entertain you hopefully we can give you something to relate to and uh at the end of the day that's why we're here and why we are doing this because we feel that we owe it to you to give you something to give you a tool to improve your own life, life and relationship and get to where it is that you want to get to. So that being said, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening and for tuning in today and uh, stay, yes, stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.